Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Two weeks later, so sorry about that, everybody. I was I was at my mother's last week for Easter. My mother, when I'm at her house, I have to hide in my brother's closet to record an episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast because it's one of those houses that's big and wide and open, and the acoustics are terrible. Whereas here in New York, I live in this old ass building built in 1912 and the walls are so thick that I mean they're just it's ridiculous and because I live in a small space that's cramped with shit I don't uh, really have to worry about all of the noise echoing off of everything else because there's just not enough wide open air for that. So I'm back. I didn't want to fuck with it. I apologize. Um, I wanted to just give you guys some quick housekeeping notes and we're going to do a reframe today around a very popular concept that comes up with my clients a lot, which is the idea that healthy people are obnoxious. This is something that I subscribe to at some point in my life. And this is something that I learned from my parents, Um, not so much my mother, but uh, the father figures of my life. Healthy people are obnoxious, perpetuated by the friends that I acquired, which resembled the father figures of my life. Uh, That's what we do. So we're going to do a reframe around healthy people are obnoxious, and we're going to talk about a different way that you can approach that and before we get into it I just wanted to say that every Friday in May so not next Friday because we're going to still be in April this upcoming Friday rather but the but the beginning of May so it's May 6th and forward every Friday in May the only thing that I will be doing on those Fridays is power hour Fridays and what that is is that I'm going to be deep diving into one particular area in one-off sessions with people that are not my current clients. Uh, My current clients and I meet once a week. But on these Fridays, it's going to be a one-off. We're going to talk about one thing. We're going to dig into it. We're going to reframe it. We're going to get you set straight for the following week in terms of actionable steps. We're going to do some follow-up with notes like I do with my long-term clients. So you're going to exchange notes with me for a week to see how you're doing with that. And then we'll have a follow-up call of 15 minutes a week later. And I'm going to be doing those power hours every Friday in May. There are limited spots available just because they're 90 minutes long. So I I only have so much, you know, time in the day on a Friday. um, And there's only so many Fridays in May. So if you guys are interested in 
seeing what it looks like to work with me, but you don't want to commit to three months because that seems too big. Or maybe you are like the do-it-yourself enthusiast, which is like me. You want a minimum effective dose. You can definitely reach out to me about that. And you don't need to reach out to me at all, actually. There is no, we don't have to have a big conversation about it. You go to my website, getthefuckoff.com. And there is, at the top of the navigation, there is Power Hour Fridays, or it might say Friday Power Hours. I forget which word wording of the of the whatever it is. And I'll also put it in the description of this episode. And what you do is you just go there, and uh, that's where you can register for your Friday Power Hour. You'll get an automatic confirmation from me with video conferencing details, and then you know I'll be in touch also via email about all of the other things you know the other pieces the moving pieces of our notes and our documents and things like that so I'm going to get to that more at the end of the episode and now I'm going to talk about how healthy people are obnoxious we're going to talk about that and why I thought that and who I thought that about and how I kind of changed my perception on that so the first thing that I thought was I don't want to be like those people. Oh my God, they're so obnoxious. They're terrible. I think that they're awful. Why would I ever want to be like those people? I will radically say fuck you to anybody that tells me that I have to do anything at any time. Don't fucking tell me that I can't eat this, that I can't eat cheeseburgers every single day. Fuck you. That was how I was. And these are all like stories that I made up. And I would look at people who took care of themselves and I would call them obnoxious. And it, I, at the time, I didn't realize why I was saying it, but now I do. So if you bear with me, if you stick with me here for just a minute, I'm going to explain. And I want to talk about first the, and I'll make it very brief, the New York City Marathon. I remember coming off of the Pulaski Bridge into Long Island City. This is the 50th anniversary of the New York City Marathon. I'd waited four years to run this race. I had trained for years. I had built my body from... Um, just a, an addicted cigarette smoking, overweight, you know, not very strong or able or well. And I built myself into this athlete. And I remember running off the Pulaski into Long Island City and just all these people gathered and cheering for us. And it was so much bigger than us. The, the feeling was not about us at all. It was this bigger picture. I mean, so many people from that run the New York City Marathon come in from all over the world, and most of the people who run it do it for charity. So it's a really noble thing. It's not only a massive physical endeavor, but it's a very noble, noble um, cause. New York Roadrunners is a nonprofit organization, and they partner with all of these these charities and, and really just give back to the community in tremendous ways. And so for me to be a part of something like that after we had just come out of COVID and the marathon was canceled the year the year before, I mean, just to be a part of something like that was truly inspirational to me. And there were parts during that race where I just, I cried a couple of times. I'm, you know, thinking of people that can't, that can't. I mean, I, I lost a friend to MS um, a, a number of years ago. Um, There have been many people in my life that have lost their ability to walk or couldn't run or couldn't move or couldn't have that motion. And and there are just a lot of people that are not very fortunate. So the pride that I had and how blessed I was was really tremendous. But when I was younger, I used to look at people that ran the New York City Marathon. I'd be like, oh, these fucking obnoxious people. And the person that was obnoxious was me. I was the obnoxious one and I was obnoxious because I was drinking till four o'clock in the morning crying and screaming and carrying on about everyone that ever wronged me in any way while I was you know like I I would leave my job with pockets filled with cash and I would go over to the bar across the street and I would have four beers and four shots and then I would order a giant meal 
of like a buffalo chicken wrap with french fries with cheese on them and I would take that home and I would eat it in my bed and fall asleep next to it sleeping with food half eaten and then the best part was waking up the next day and continuing to eat that food that has been sitting next to me and that I slept next to all night. I mean, this this was the life that I lived. And when I say the next morning, I mean 2 p.m. When I woke up at 2 p.m. the next day. And I was telling these stories that healthy people are obnoxious. And the reason that I was telling those stories was because I had a feeling of personal inadequacy. I knew what I was. And I knew that I was responsible for my own circumstances and no one's gonna, no one was going to cheer for a person like that. I'm, I'm sorry. Like no one is going to cheer for you when you are willingly every day disrespecting yourself. No one's going to say, way to go. They're not going to do it. They are going to cheer for the person that raised $3,000 to run 26.2 miles through New York City. Like they, they are going to celebrate that they're going to celebrate somebody that has overcome adversity somebody has overcome mental illness somebody that is running for a a loved one that that lost their battle to cancer like yes they're going to cheer for that because we want to be the highest version of ourselves and no one is cheering for anyone that isn't that is willingly saying i'm gonna actively work to fuck myself in the ass every single day like and I knew that. And, and so I felt that personal inadequacy. And I was the obnoxious one. Like that was obnoxious. All that behavior was obnoxious. It was the whole rebellion. I see a lot of women do this. Uh, I've, I've worked with more than one, a, a good handful of women that are, that are in the mindset of fuck you to diet culture. So what do they do? They go and they just go balls to the wall, eat whatever the hell they want. And the dose makes the poison. So is a pint of ice cream at night. Um, disrespecting yourself? I don't know. I think the serving size for ice cream is one pint a lot of the time. Um, if you do it every night, that's obnoxious. Like that's not in service to you. So I want to introduce instead this concept of service, which is something that I think people don't think a lot about because when we think about healthy people, we're often not really thinking about healthy people. We're really not, right? We're thinking about the physical aesthetic, um, which is what the media has has told us is healthy because this is not something people like to hear, but like if you're morbidly obese, that's not healthy. Like if you're overweight, yeah, you could still be healthy. But if you're morbidly obese, that's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not. I'm sorry. It's just not. There is pressure on your organs like you don't even, you can't even imagine. Your joints, your musculoskeletal system, your heart, like it's it's not. It's just not. Um, and this is a hard truth. Like that's one of those hard truths. But when we think about healthy, we often equate it to size. And just because you reside in a larger body... Uh, one of my clients actually taught me that phrase, reside in a larger body, which I really like because it separates you from your body and you are not your body. Um, I have resided in a larger body and um, just because you reside in a larger body does not mean that you're unhealthy. I was unhealthy when I was residing in the larger body because of the things I was doing, right? So I was I was drinking excessively. I was eating bullshit. I was smoking cigarettes. So I was unhealthy in my larger body that I was residing in. But there are lots of people that are just larger and they're not unhealthy. Um, But the health and wellness and fitness industry likes, has a lot of people that like to put their 
perfectly sculpted low body fat bodies on display to sell things. And that's okay, by the way. That's okay. I do not judge anyone's business model. I have put photos of my body and transformations with my body on social media because I want to show people transformation. So a lot of times these people will do it to show possibility. But the obnoxious factor comes in when those people are not in service to themselves. And this is where I'm going to side with all the people that say healthy people, and I'm using air quotes here, healthy people are obnoxious. I'm going to side with you in that... What you might be looking at that is posing as healthy might be obnoxious because if you've got a person that's restricting food and obsessed over macros and obsessed over control and is telling you there's something wrong with you and is telling you that you are you should look better, you shouldn't have cellulite, you should look a certain way, you should aim to be this certain way. Like if they're not in service to themselves with the way that they are performing, then that's obnoxious. Like they're not in service any more than the person that's eating a pint of ice cream every day, right? So like if it's a person that restricts to the point where they have like no body fat and then all of a sudden and like they just exercise for like four or five hours a day but they don't fuel their bodies properly because they want them to look a certain way, they haven't had a period in a half a year, like this is somebody that is not in service. You're not in service, right? Like if you are in service to yourself, your body is going to be functioning properly. And if you're not in service to yourself, then you're going to be having trouble sleeping. You're going to be having brain fog. You're, your secondary systems, what your, body, um, what your body considers to be secondary systems. Like when you're in fight or flight all the time and in high beta, your body will, will take things like digestion or um, your menstrual cycle and put it on pause. I had a period go away for three months when I lived in the UK when, in 2007. I was in college. I didn't have any money. I was, I was poor. I didn't have a visa where I could work. And so I was prioritizing booze. So I would eat one sandwich from Tesco every single day. And that was pretty much it. I would wait all day just so that I could eat that sandwich from Tesco. And I didn't get a period for like, I don't know, three months. And, um... That's what happens when you behave like an idiot. I wasn't in service to myself. So a lot of these times, these people that are presenting themselves as healthy, air quotes, healthy on the internet, are active, are actually using these, are just restricting, they have eating disorders, they're saying all these things, but they're not behaving in that way. And that's why we tend to say, oh, that's so obnoxious. Like the people that are so obsessed with counting their macros that they'll be like, oh my God, you ate rice. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like that kind of shit. That's, that is, that's, that's, that's a mess. Like you, fucking ignore those people they don't know what your body needs they have no idea what your body needs like unless it's somebody that is specialized certified preferably an rd but there are other certifications that are 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 great um but preferably an rd unless somebody is certified and educated to guide you into what you need and I don't mean a blanket cookie cutter what people need I mean what you need I mean it's it may not be in service like it may be people that are just trying to funnel you into some sort of program that worked for them 
And that's why you think that they're so obnoxious. And it's because it is obnoxious because they're not in service to you. And I actually experience it right now with business. I get all these business coaches that send me DMs basically every morning. I get one, like one a day. And it's all these people asking these generic questions in my DM like, what would you say is your main challenge in business right now? I'm like, well, fuck you. My main challenge in business, I said this to somebody this week. I said, my main challenge in business is being asked this question every fucking morning in my DMs. I didn't swear. Um, but these, these people, they, um, they are just trying to funnel me. Like, it doesn't matter what I say to that question because I've, I've fucked with all of these people. I've experimented with ex- answering with different things. But they have a script they all go off of, you know. And then they want to, let me invite you to my free Facebook group. Where you blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck you. Nobody cares. Um, and they do this because they're just funneling people into whatever step-by-step they did. And, and what you learn from being a transformational mindset and transforma- mindset and transformational coach is that your answers are the only answers. There is no other answer but your answers. So these step-by-steps that people are trying to sell you, that's obnoxious because it's not in service. That, so I see that as out of service. So I see it as obnoxious. So the same way that a lot of people will look at these people that are posing as air quotes healthy on the internet to see them as obnoxious, well, maybe the things they're doing are obnoxious because maybe they are not serving them and maybe they are trying to force you to do something that isn't going to serve you. And maybe that's why you think they're obnoxious. Now, here's the thing. We can't boycott everything that everybody says, right? So I get these DMs from these motherfuckers every morning. I'm a coach. Okay, like I can't serve anyone I can't help anyone change their life if I don't run my business I have to run a business I have to I have to engage in sales in my business I have to do these things so even though there's all these people that are functioning basically in my opinion without a soul in my opinion obnoxiously I can't boycott all sales otherwise I don't help anyone and no one gets helped Right? Like, I can't do that. Well, the same goes true with your health. Like, just because all these people exist doesn't mean you have to radically oppose all of the information. Like, baby, you got to be smart enough to sift through the shit. You're not a fucking idiot or you wouldn't be on my podcast. You'd be listening to some bullshit entertainment. You're on the Get the Fuck Off podcast for a reason. There's, you're not, you're not a fucking idiot if you're here on my podcast. I don't, I don't attract fucking idiots to my podcast. You are a smart person. So you need to be able to sift through the shit. And some of the shit is we shouldn't put processed food in our bodies. The majority of our diet shouldn't be processed food. You want to eat processed food once in a while? Good. Go to town. I love a Snickers. I really do. Reese's Cups, that's my jam. I love it. But the majority of processed food does not belong in your body. I'm going to give you an example, okay? So my typical breakfast, I'm going to tell you the ingredients of, well, first of all, I'm going to tell you about the member of my family um, who I highly doubt listens to my podcast. But uh, if this person listens to my podcast, they may learn something. Um, They believe that... In order to lose weight or to be healthier or whatever, they have to 
I don't want somebody to tell me that I have to eat cooked vegetables. This person really hates cooked vegetables. Okay, well, cooked vegetables are off the table. He'll eat raw vegetables, likes raw vegetables, doesn't want to eat cooked vegetables. But it seems like every time this healthy conversation comes up, I don't want to eat cooked vegetables comes up. Like, where, where is that coming from? Like, what, whoever told you that you have to eat cooked vegetables to be healthy? Like, that's just the story that we're repeating. Now, I want to I wanna just, uh, just, just for funsies talk about uh, a typical breakfast that this person has. And um, I want to, like, I want to bring this into the conversation about what we know and don't know about health and what we're paying attention to and not paying attention to. Because, again, we're turned off by the people that are posing as healthy but are really acting not in service. But those people often have a good message that gets lost. So here's a message. And... Uh, I want to tell you about it. So for me, what I ate for breakfast today was I ate eggs and bacon. I ate eggs and bacon. Yeah. My ingredients for my breakfast were eggs and bacon. Yeah. You know, not some weird diet food, not some, you know, whatever the fuck, not some, you know, like, oh, whatever, whatever kind of shit. No, eggs and bacon. This person often makes uh, frozen waffles. Um, and gets one of those just crack an egg cups and then sandwiches it between the two waffles. Now, the ingredients for that breakfast is, I'm going to read them to you. Okay, so here we go. Enriched flour, wheat flour, niacin, reduced iron, vitamin B1, thiamine, mononitrate, vitamin B2, riboflavin, folic acid, water, vegetable oil, soybean, and palm, canola, and or cottonseed, buttermilk, eggs, leavening, baking soda, sodium, aluminum phosphate, monocalcium phosphate, sugar contains 2% or less of salt, soy, lecithin, vitamins, and minerals, calcium carbonate. Oh, that's chalk. Uh, reduced iron, vitamin A, palmite, vitamin B6. Iron, vitamin A, oh, I already read that, pyridoxide, hypochloride, vitamin B12, sharp cheddar cheese, pasteurized milk, cheese culture, salt, enzyme, annatto, color, modified cornstarch added to prevent caking, natamycin, a natural mold inhibitor, corked pork, breakfast sausage, crumbles, I think it's the sausage one, if it isn't, then I'm wrong, but this is just an example of one of the, of the things, uh, pork seasoning, salt, spices, dectrose, sugar, yeast extract, spice extract, vinegar, water, sodium, Phosphates, coked bacon bits, hickory smoke flavor, added bacon, pork water, salt, sugar, sodium phosphate, sodium exorbate, sodium nitrate, hickory smoke flavor. My ingredients were eggs and bacon for my breakfast. And sometimes I eat three or four of those eggs and bacon for my breakfast. Not this giant list of ingredients. I can't even pronounce half that shit and it would survive the apocalypse. Like that breakfast is going to be around with the cockroaches after the asteroid hits the earth. Okay, like the asteroid's going to hit, it's going to wipe out all life, but there are still going to be frozen waffles. Like that's how, that's how strong we have preserved those motherfucking things okay this is real so we in our identity um tell stories and our stories are healthy people are obnoxious and then we tell stories like they're gonna tell me i gotta eat cooked vegetables and it's like well no you number one don't need to do that and number two it's not the healthy people that are obnoxious. It's the people that have fallen out of service to themselves who are obnoxious. 
in their message, these quote, like air quotes up healthy people, in their message, they're saying you shouldn't really eat too much processed food. And it gets lost beneath their bullshit of not being in service. So they're not in service to themselves or anyone else. And because of that, that one little thing that you probably should know gets lost under the image of what they are and what you so radically do not want to be. Like you do not want to be that person. And that's kind of like, like with me and business. I mean, obviously, just so you guys know, I mean, this is, you know, I started this this concept with the get off the smokes, get off the sauce, get off your ass. Like the, the heavy, the heavy health focused limiting beliefs came first for me. I already worked through all this bullshit. I'm just putting it out for you. But in terms of like moving forward, like after I did all that shit with my body, I moved from being a bartender at a corporate restaurant um, to owning a business. And then I had to deal with a whole other area of quote obnoxious people. And in that, I had to sift through what I believe to be obnoxious and pick out the pieces that were valuable. And that is all I'm asking all of y'all to do. I want you to change the story. Because like I started at the beginning of this podcast when I was telling the story about the New York City Marathon, just remember that the people that you're saying are obnoxious are probably not obnoxious. The people that are out of service to themselves are obnoxious. So if it is a person that is, for example, they run all the time and they don't fuel because they've got some sort of eating disorder and they are obsessed with control, um, particularly over their bodies, that person might appear to you to be obnoxious. And they are because they're at a service to themselves. But the person that is taking care of themselves and is using that in a positive way, either for themselves or for the community or something like that, that's not, that's of service. So it's like who's of service and who isn't. And if your behavior in your own life is disrespecting yourself out of service to you, you're obnoxious. You. It's you. Look at yourself because it's really easy to say what somebody else is doing is obnoxious. It's really fucking easy to say that about another person. Like it's so easy for us to look at somebody else and say it. But it's like what we're really saying is I'm not interested in acting in a way that is out of service to me and is pushing some shit on me and pushing someone's philosophy on me and just, I'm just not about it. I'm not about it. So let's examine the stories. Let's examine the stories because just like, and, and this is kind of, so this is a little bit, I'm not trying to like have this to be disjointed. It all kind of fits together. I hope that you guys are hearing it as well as I'm trying to say it. Um, but you might be telling stories about the things that you think you have to do to make the change that you want to make. And in reality, you might not have to do those things at all. Like it might it might not even be a thing that you would have to do. You might be confused and have been telling the same story for a while and that's common. Um, I know that I have certainly, certainly, certainly been guilty of that in the past and even up until now I fall back into old programming I fall back into the I have to do this in order to get X 
I do. I really do. And it's and it's always great to remember that I am at choice at all times. Like I'm at choice. So I decide what I get and I decide how fast I get it. And there's a lot of macro level things that play into what I am deciding. I think that I'm at choice sometimes when it's just a larger societal program playing into me. So here in the West, for example, my like my my mother holds this belief. Exercise is hard. Okay, exercise isn't hard. You know, most highly successful people exercise every day um, and don't find it hard. But the West, particularly America, is really governed. It's a panacea-driven culture, and big pharma makes a lot of money. So we like to prescribe pills to keep the people alive after they basically destroy their bodies to hell. So, oh, you got heart disease? Here's a pill. Oh, you got, you know, diabetes? Here's a pill. Oh, you got high blood pressure? Here's a pill. We don't teach people functional medicine over here. That's not a thing. Um, and there's no money in it. There's no, there's no ROI for big pharma on schools educating people at an elementary level about how to take care of themselves. So that's, so we don't even realize just how much money is pumping into different systems that are keeping us thinking things because otherwise we would be taught just, we would be taught these things from so young and we would be taking care of ourselves. You'd be like, oh, I got taught phys ed in high school. Yeah, so did I by a really fat guy (laughs) who, who was as lazy as a shit and he's dead now. Like, I, of course, I. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, we got somebody teaching you physical education who clearly hasn't exercised in 30 years. That really sends a great message. Like, that's America. Come on, man. So it's, it's, it's a lot of um, learning. Learning new things and unlearning old shit. And then the reasons that you see others the way that you do come to light. Number one, you've been fed, sold a bill of goods, fed a a story that is inaccurate. Number two, you are seeing behavior that is not of service and you're attributing it to health when it isn't. And uh, number three, you're telling yourself you're going to have to do things that you really don't want to do to have what you, what you want when sometimes those are just not true. Um, And number four, you don't want to change your identity. You don't want to alter your identity because it's protective and it's keeping you safe from the fact that no one is gonna cheer for you if you are in a constant state of disrespect. Sitting around like fucking not taking care of yourself, being angry for years on end, no one, no one is gonna cheer for you. Keep getting angrier at all the people that people are cheering for. Keep getting angry. Keep getting angry. Go ahead. Keep getting angry. Guess who's doing it? It's fucking you. You're the one. So let me tell you what. You can't see this shit on your own. Friday power hours in May. This is going to be so valuable to a lot of you because a lot of you just want to reframe around one small issue. Okay? So we're going to take 90 minutes. We are going to go deep into that. We're going to set up a plan. Okay? We're going to get you started. We're going to come up with systems after we deep dive because some, because you have the answers. I do not have your answers. You have them. I just hold a mirror. I'm going to help you find them. Make a plan. We're going to have notes for a week. It's going to keep you in present moment. A lot of the times we fall out of present moment. I do this with all of my long-term clients. I, we keep 
notes in a Google Drive every day because it's important for you to stay in present moment. This is why people fucking stay in therapy for years. Number one, they don't spend any money on it, so it's like they didn't invest in anything. The insurance company covers it, and then their job pays for their insurance. So they just, they go once a week, oh yeah, I feel better, and then they leave that office and they never apply or think or recognize what's happening in present moment. So we take notes every single day about what's coming up on that day. You tell me that it happened three days later, I can't help you. Why did this come up? Because you're going to already, by three days later, you're going to come up with a story about it. In present moment, you can't come up with stories. We're just in the present moment. So we're going to do that. We're going to do that for a week. And then a week later, we're going to have a 15-minute follow-up call. We're going to talk about your progress. And um, we'll be in touch. And it's going to be good. And I'm doing this every Friday in May. Go to my website, getthefuckoff.com. I'm also going to put a link in the description of this episode. My website, um, there is a link to Friday Power Hours in the navigation. You cannot miss it. You can schedule it right there. You can you can pay right there. So this is very simple. How does it work? How do you pay? When are we going to meet? Where are we going to meet? How are we going to meet? It's all explained on the website. Just go to the website. Check it out. I make it super user-friendly. If you have any questions beyond all of that information, I am responsive to email. Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. And uh, we're going to do that. These are going to fill up. So every Friday in May. I already um, have some spaces taken for the first Friday. And um, I, would, I, would love, I, I, I would love to meet you guys. I would love to help you work through that one small area where you're either needing a reframe or telling a story or not sure if it's a story or not sure how, you're in, you, know, how you are in the way or how what's in the way. They're in the way. Am I in the way? Is it me? Like all these questions, these are so such a pain in the ass to navigate. Getthefuckoff.com, Friday Power Hours, Navigation. You can do it while you're, while you're talking to me right now. Friday Power Hours, getthefuckoff.com. Go to getthefuckoff.com and look for Friday Power Hours in the Navigation. Uh, click that link. You can read all about how we're going to work together for this, uh, this, this period of time in May. Um, it's not really a, an hour, obviously. It's a, much, it's a longer call than an hour, and then we're going to actually be doing about a week of work together. So it's actually very, it's very valuable. And uh, I look forward to meeting you. So definitely check that out. And I'm going to be back next week with another episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. It's been so great having you guys here. Um, until next time, stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.